Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Welcome to our 112th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we were kind of in between drinks or sponsors. And so we wanted to feature the Rock Town again. Well, we wanted to drink the Rock Town is what we wanted to do. So Rock Town, we show you so much love. Yeah. And it's about time you sponsor us. Yeah. Send us some free Rock Town. <laughs> That's all I have to say about this. Yeah. Um, we tried their rye. That's what we're drinking today. We tried the rye on the tour when we were out there, mm-hmm. and we hadn't had it since. Yeah. And we finally got it locally. Yeah. I forgot how. Oh, I love it. Good it is. I man. love it so much. It's so good. We'd had. I think the last really great rye rye we had was the Templeton. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, Templeton is really. The Templeton good too. was a really good yeah. high bar, and we got this and. I mean, we like everything Rock Town so much anyway. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, oh, let's try that. And I mean, even before, I mean, we've drank that much just casually already. Mm-hmm. Um, not today. No, but, no. Um, and it's a fairly new bottle. It's our newest bottle of bourbon that we've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man, it's good stuff. It's really good. Hey, Rock Town, show us the love. <laughs> they show, They do show us love. I know, though, they but, do. Yeah. All right, so uh, today we are going to be talking about growth, um, growth in your relationship, really. And I mean, I guess it's kind of like one of those things where that we always see. But uh, again, recently we saw something that that said something specifically to basically you have to go through some shit to. Yeah. In order to, to grow. grow. Yeah. And so we wanted to to talk about, of course, our feelings about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but before we get started with that, Seth has a positive-ass post of the week. Yeah. I saw this one and was like, oop, I like it. I got to share it. Pretty simple and straight to the point. It says, it's better to have loved and lost than to live with a douchebag for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that's all there is to say about that. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's... The problem is most people don't do the lost part. They just live with that douchebag forever. I know. And think it's love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> drop that douchebag. Yeah, drop the douche... Drop the douchebag. Or, I mean, this applies to... Because I wouldn't say that my ex was a douchebag, but I would say that he was an idiot, so I would say... And a loser. <laughs> yeah, a loser. Uh, so I would say, yeah, it's better to have loved and lost than to stay with that loser for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, good, good post right there. Yep. Uh, again, so we're talking about growth. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that growth is, there. There's there's this broad blanket statement out there. Um, we, we heard it. One of Joe's guests kind of referred to it a little bit. We've heard other podcasts talk about it. You hear it anywhere you see anything about relationships. But there is this 
this matter-of-fact statement of when you get married, you need to understand and realize that the person you marry is not going to be the person that you're with 20 years down the road. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I don't even know if they attribute that to growth, but they, of course, everybody talks about you know the honeymoon phase of your relationship and that you know 95% of the people out there will say that the, the feelings you have early on in a relationship are gone. That's why most marriages don't make it past three years. I think that statement is very true for most people. Mm-hmm. That you your relationship doesn't have the legs because of all kinds of various reasons. Multiple things. As uh-huh. to why your relationship won't make it past the first three years. Yeah. Um, but we, we have a little bit of pushback on why those statements are made. And, and I'm trying to think, it was like I, somebody commented, sorry, somebody commented something on Facebook at one point in time, um, where, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it, but there's, you can make a statement of, oh, our, our marriage is hot, passionate, and sexy, and fun, and, and romantic, and all this, and then you're immediately going to get those people like, well, good luck because beauty fades and sex drives go down and, and you need to love the person on the inside down the road. Yeah, no fucking shit. Yeah, we, we get that. Yeah. But the problem I have with that is those statements aren't coming from people in their 70s and 80s. It's people my age or younger. I mean, I'm going to be 43 in a couple of weeks. And there's people younger than me being like, well, wait till you hit. And I don't think they realize my age yeah i know and they think we're younger than we are and either don't know our story don't realize that you know i was in a previous 12-year relationship and you're in a previous 10-year relationship we're not two young idiots that are you know in their 20s or 30s trying to navigate a relationship and they make it sound like you're not going to have any sex drive or find your partner sexy when you turn 40 right And, and i i remember somebody said something about that about you know, like, well, you can't expect your partner to, you know, basically physically take care of themselves to be physically attractive as they get older. And I'm always like, why not? Yeah, I know. While the percentage of people that actually do that are very small, mm-hmm. it's completely possible. And I don't, I told her, I don't, you know, I'm almost 43. I don't see myself pulling my foot off the gas pedal anytime soon and deciding I'm not going to take care of myself and look good for my partner. Mm-hmm. And there's... I don't want to say countless, but there's enough people out there that look great in their senior years and beyond. I know. It doesn't mean you have to plop down in this overweight, hunched over sack of bones. Right. And and it does if you aren't taking care of yourself. That's exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that I attribute that to what... That's my beef with people when we talk about growth, is, is it's almost like people put this, like their definition of growth is really just growing old. Yeah, I know. And it's not real growth. Mm-hmm. It's it's They, they associate growth with time. Mm-hmm. And, and like it's going to be an automatic thing. Yeah, because growth isn't an automatic no. thing. And growth, uh, of course, uh, well, well, the thing that I, that people say that I don't really like is that they well I guess kind of the same thing that you are saying like you know the 
you know, you're, you're going to get old. It, mm-hmm. And of course, yeah, that's inevitable. We're going to get wrinkles mm-hmm. and stuff. But that doesn't mean that... I think that other people have growth. The word growth... <laughs> Not confused, but they don't know the... They have a different definition of it. Right, yeah. And they also... The other thing, and I think that's kind of why we wanted to talk about this the most, was there's this common level of expectation out there that you have to give your partner room to grow. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to need to grow on their own outside of you to become this butterfly because you married a caterpillar Mm -hmm. and that it's almost like if you don't back off and let your partner grow you're actually stifling them and they're going to resent you when that's a direct result of if your partner's growing in a different direction without you or different direction than you you guys are not on the same page no i know and ultimately we believe growth should happen most definitely should happen, but growth should happen together mm-hmm. and succinct with one another. Yeah, not not letting not letting each other grow. Yeah, because then you end up even growing apart. And I think that like even in the being in the fitness community and mm-hmm. world, you see that a lot with. Yeah. I don't know. I I want to say women mm-hmm. <laughs> because. It seems that way that when when a woman decides that she wants to better her life and take care of herself and if her partner isn't on the same page she ends up thinking like well what are you doing dude mm-hmm. come on like come with me Let, join me on this journey mm-hmm. and the dude is just like whatever you do your own thing yeah and I don't like seeing that. I like seeing couples encourage each other and and not only encourage each other, but do it together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I think that, yeah, like I said, I, th- I see that a lot in the fitness world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you most definitely do. Um, but I, 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 I see it quite a bit with guys as well, though. Yeah. I see a lot of guys that they are the ones that kickstart the fitness, and for I which for I believe similar reasons that women do. Mm-hmm. I just think they either don't want to admit that or look at it a little differently. I mean, anybody that has, is out of shape and hasn't taken care of themselves and has not been healthy, first and foremost, whether they want to admit it or not, they want to look better. Mm-hmm. Everybody always tries to make it sound like that's not important, but that's it. I want to look better. I want to like what I look at in the mirror. Yeah, I know. People like try to make it sound like, oh, I just want to be healthy. Yeah. No, bullshit. <laughs> you want to look better. If there was a pill you could take that would improve your health but improve your body shape and muscle mass and fat loss, you would take it whether it made you healthier or not. Right. So shut up. <laughs> you want to look better. And it's okay to say that. I want to look better. I want to look good naked. I want to look good in the mirror. I want to look good coming out of the shower. I want to look good in a bikini. I want to look good for my wife. Yeah, I want to look husband. good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think guys go through that too. I want to look good. I want to look better. I mm-hmm. see, you know, these guys on TV, these movie stars, these athletes, these whatever. I want to look like that. What do I need to do to look like that? Um, so there's the same social pressures. Just I think guys kind of seek them out on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but the intent is is pretty much the same as to why they want to start that journey. And and you'll see that. And and we've known several guys that would go to the gym and. 
you'd see them taking care of themselves, and then every once in a while the wife would come. And oh, I know. the wife was in. You, you could tell that she was dragged there. Uh-huh. That she didn't really want to participate. She, you know, didn't really, you know, she obviously she didn't look like she goes to the gym. Mm-hmm. And you could tell she wasn't having fun there. And she would just, you know, kind of go do her own thing on the treadmill while he went and lifted weights. Yeah. Um, and, and so you could tell they weren't really on the same page, but there was a little bit of effort mm-hmm. going on there. But then we would also know guys that their wives never stepped foot in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were doing it for them. The dangerous thing about that is exactly what you were saying. One of you is growing, even if it's physically and, you know, you, you, you we've talked about it on here before, you start to gain more confidence, you start to have a little more uh, self-esteem, you, you, you know, all those things improve. And then when you see your partner so such show such a disinterest in that, or now you realize that you have a value that your partner no longer shares. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to compare fitness to religion, but you start to develop a separate work ethic and kind of um, priority mm-hmm. in your own head as to how that goes. And when you see your partner not doing that especially when you have those cases where one of the partners is trying to eat healthy do this and the other partner it's not that they're not supportive but they're still doing their own thing mm-hmm. oh have fun with your salad i'm gonna go get a chicken fried steak and mashed potatoes and gravy no oh, i'm no. not doing it you're the one that wanted to diet not me mm-hmm. and so that's where it's that's where it can cause a problem because that comes off as not supportive and, and being like oh go i i'm supportive i pay for her gym membership i pay for her to have a personal trainer i'm supportive well that's not the definition of supportive mm-hmm. you know doing it with them encouraging them showing that support like yeah i really want to eat this crap right here but i shouldn't because i know he or she's trying to do good that's being supportive mm-hmm. not financially paying for everything right. and being like, I told her how good she looks. I want her to look hot and sexy, especially if you don't care how you look. Oh, That's yeah. a completely one-sided thing. Yeah. But you can apply that same mentality to all kinds of stuff. And that was actually a problem I had with my ex-wife was I hated education. I did not want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. I didn't care if I got a master's degree. I didn't care if I got a degree. I didn't care about that stuff i didn't want to do that i hated school so much i did not want to attend college and she did and so she started to develop an education-based work ethic and she couldn't understand why Why i didn't didn't want to improve myself in that way so i ended up looking lazy Uh in her eyes and it's the same way you can see with all that stuff. oh yeah i know well and and lazy, she she looked at you as lazy, but she also looked at you or felt like she was better than mm-hmm. you, and that's that could end up happening. Oh yeah, your mm-hmm. partner could end up feeling like they they're superior. Yeah, and I think that like even like with the with a job with job growth and everything, mm-hmm. I think that not not to say that everybody needs to continue to. To go for that, for a CEO position or something. Yeah, not everybody has to climb the corporate ladder. No, but I think that it is important to make sure that you are, I don't know, just trying your best and trying, I, I guess like your your best to some people isn't, isn't very much, mm-hmm. but 
I think that I think it's important to to at least show them that you want more and or if you are if you're both I don't know kind of, I'm trying to think like if someone is if a couple isn't if they're like they're they're both kind of like lower None of them have drive. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no career, no drive when it comes to their career at all. Mm -hmm. Well, we see a lot of that. I mean, that's yeah, I know. That's uh, I guess a lot of. I mean, we talk about people having things in common, and sometimes negative traits is what they have in common. Yeah, I have no drive or desire to move up. Uh huh. Okay, well, that's that's you. You are making a decision at least together that your lot in life is your ceiling is this low. Uh huh. Well, and hopefully they are with a partner that that is that way. I mean, because you, we, I guess we both, we both have seen people that have, that have done that where they, they had a partner that, um, did have a lot of drive Mm -hmm. and, and then all of a sudden that partner ended up realizing like, shit, this is, this is not the person for me. I don't want to be stuck in you know, whatever small town or whatever for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It's like a, the Eric and Donna <laughs> from yeah. that 70s show thing. I want to live. I want more. Mm-hmm. And when the person figures out that they they are worth more than you, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when it becomes a big problem. Well, and I think that that's where there, there has to be that fine balance of the mutual agreement of who's going to do what because i th- i would be hesitant to put that label on everybody because there's plenty of people where one of the men or women mm-hmm. either one of them chose to stay at home in those situations though the other partner their career and their monetary gain was so high that it didn't really matter if the partner worked or not mm-hmm. So I think you have to have you, you both have to be at least on the same page and, and that was one of the things you and I talked about initially when I realized when we realized what my income could look like was what what would be the point that we would that I would have to make to where who cares if you work? Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's people that do that. And and when you agree to do that, it's different. It's mm-hmm. not that one is growing and the other's not. Mm-hmm. It's when you get those couples that one of them is like, I'm, you know, I'm just not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, or I don't want to work or, or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes an issue, especially if the other person doesn't make enough money to support a decent lifestyle for the two of you. Right. And that you just look like you're not contributing. And so you, you have to know where that's at. I mean, if you're a young couple and one of you is making $13 an hour and your partner decides they don't want to work, that's a shitty decision to make when they can fully capable work. Now, when you're making six figures plus, okay, have the yeah. conversation. Well, six figures plus and, you know, don't have a... You don't have any debt to pay <laughs> off. You don't, yeah, exactly. You don't own anything. And that was one of the things yeah. that, that we did was mm-hmm. we looked at, you know, we looked at what you made and what I made and what I could potentially make and... Or no debt, and we we're like, 
why. You don't have to do this. Yeah, when we can enjoy our time together. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because even even today I was uh, talking to one of my clients and she she's I guess maybe not in a like the exact same type of situation that I was, but she was in a position where she was going to school and working full time mm. and she was like, "Oh my gosh, this is it's overwhelming yeah. to to have to do both." And her husband saw that, you know, well, you you're stressed out. I think you need to choose one or the other. You need to choose if you're going to just go to school full time or work full time. Mm-hmm. And I think that you should, you know, maybe we should discuss you just going to school full time and then later on you'll be able to make more money mm-hmm. and do that. And so I think that like that was a good it was a good conversation for them to have and um and figure out well this is what's gonna i'm i'm still growing Mm -hmm. i'm still gonna better myself for our family and for our relationship but this is what needs to happen right now right and my partner fully supports that well and that's having a plan and being on the same page to make that decision yeah uh Mm uh-huh but she also said that she felt like she she's like it was weird when not having that job mm-hmm. and not being a contributor and i was right. like oh my gosh that's exactly how i felt <laughs> when i quit my job because it was i i th- i mean i think we've said it on here before where i just felt like i i wasn't contributing mm-hmm. and you were like no you contribute you do this this and this and it was it was hard it was mm-hmm. really hard because I, I really did feel like I wasn't, I wasn't growing and I'm not doing anything. What am I, a stay-at-home dog mom? Right. <laughs> you know, Which, but... that was your dream. <laughs> so you <laughs> right. can't be upset about right. it. You, right. I mean, how many years did you say... I want to be a stay-at-home we, dog we mom. We joked about it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's... Why would you ever do that? <laughs> we don't have any children. Why would you not work? Right. It doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. And then it hit a point where it just made sense. Mm-hmm. It was like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, I know. Yeah. But when you have a partner there to support you, even through you feeling like you're not mm-hmm. growing yourself, that it's such a good feeling. It's so nice to to know that you have that support. You know, you you both have each other's well, back. Our our plan at that point wasn't individual growth. And that's where I have the beef with, beef with this, mm-hmm. is so many people have to tie growth to an individual accomplishment. We had a big picture of where we wanted to go as a couple. Mm-hmm. And at face value, yeah, it's, well, Seth's working full-time and making all the money, and Crystal's not. So he's growing and she's not. hmm but that's just at face value. When right. the intent was where we wanted to get and the leverage in what we were going to be able to accomplish by you not working. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't this. And that's where, yes, there can be individual growth that benefits both of the couples. Once again, if you're on the same page, somebody quitting work, going to school, so you can benefit in the long run, that benefits both. Yeah. It's somebody growing that's going to actually grow the unit as a couple mm-hmm. down the road. That's true growth. And that's yeah. what we want to see in relationships. But I think too many people are like, 
you need to, like I said at the beginning, you need to give your partner room to grow, and they really mean to go out and do what they see fit that may not necessarily include you. And that's where we have a problem with mm-hmm. it. If it doesn't benefit the couple, right? then it's not the growth you should seek out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's what you need to make sure you communicate. So if there's something that you want to do, if there's education you want to have, if there's something you want to learn, if there's a career change you want to make, if there's a change in your lifestyle you want to make, or a hobby you want to take up, I'm not saying that every little thing you choose should be your should benefit your partner, but there should be something that contributes to the relationship in those choices. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not allowed to, to say, well, you know, I just don't want to work anymore. Um, I don't ever want to go to school. I don't want to get any more education. I'm done, and yeah, I'm 32 years old, and I just want to, you know, pick up a hobby of playing video games all day. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's not growth. It doesn't benefit them. It doesn't benefit the partner. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can, not, not to pick on anybody that's going to school, but I don't know why I see this more often than I, that I'm like, why is that happening? Where one partner in a relationship doesn't work, has not worked, has never had a job, really, a real job throughout the course of the relationship, and they all of a sudden hit this midlife crisis where they decide they want to go back to school mm-hmm. and get a degree, and then they don't ever do, do anything. anything with it. I know. And I would be so pissed if I am the sole breadwinner in that relationship, and I paid for my partner to go to a, a four get a four-year degree or get an MBA or whatever, and then they're like, yeah, here's my picture. I did it for this cool selfie. Mm-hmm. And then they don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. And and then one of the I've talked to people that have done that, and I was like, well, what's the point? And one of the things I ran into was that this one individual specifically never never had a real job. Um, decided to be a mom, take that and and do it, run with that. She had a kid graduate. She had another kid graduate. She had two more, um, and they were middle school. Mm-hmm. And she would just felt like why. Well, I don't have any experience, so I can't go get a real job. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go get a, I don't want to say nothing job, but I don't want to go get a busy bee job either. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me go to school. Well, then they go to school and they did get a degree, and then they still don't have any experience. Oh, yeah. And then employers look at that, and they're like, well, you're 42 years old. You don't have an employment record for the last 20 years. What's What are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that the cause isn't noble. It's not that you're not trying to do something and do something with your life now. It's, it ends up being one of those too little, too late situations I where know. it's like, well, I went and got this degree to do this field, and now I'm working in reception. I know, you know, and I think that that's something that, like, I even struggled with whenever I did quit my job. And I was like, if I do go back later on and then they see that I had all of this time off... Mm-hmm. How it's not going to be, it's not going to look good. And I mean, I guess it would be, well, even if, if I did get the interview, it would just be me having to. But you're, I think you're, you're, you're running your own business at this point. Well, now I am. So it's, you would actually put that you were self-employed and here's what you did. So it's not, it's not I guess this was before all of this though. But it's, it's, yeah, I, that would be the same question I would have mm-hmm. for somebody that didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. If they just quit working and didn't do anything, didn't learn a new skill, didn't pursue anything, 
and just, I mean, it's almost like someone hits that that point in their life and they decide, you know, they act like they're an 18 year old. You know, I, I don't want to go to school. <laughs> I need to, I'm going to just take a few years off to find myself. Yeah. Well, you're too late into adulthood to do that. <laughs> I know. You can only make that decision when you're young and stupid. You can't <laughs> be older and make that decision. Yeah. Um, unless your partner has the resources to be like, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. Don't do anything. Yeah. And I remember us even having the conversation when it was, because we talked about a couple of things that, you know, you the, the main point was you were going to help me with my work. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I worked from home and you were going to sleep all day mm-hmm. and sit on the couch and watch soap operas. And take care of the dogs. Yeah, and sit there with <laughs> the dogs napped all day. Yeah. And, and then... And that was it. I mean, it was it was a very, I don't want to say rigorous, but we we had a plan with, well, here's here's what you're gonna do now that's gonna help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it was doing all the heavy lifting with everything around the house, mm-hmm. um, and, and those type of things. And so we we had a plan of what that was gonna look like, but it there. We didn't really have an end in sight, or Mm-mm. we just knew as long as <laughs> as long as I'm able to make X here, it was not a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And then we realized, and it wasn't okay. It, wasn't yeah, a good it was a good decision. Yeah, it was yeah. a good decision. So. Worked out just fine. <laughs> it did. Um, but I remember joking in, in early on, and when you were like, "Well, what am I? What am I going to do?" And I was like, "Take care of the house, stay hot, and do me." That, <laughs> I mean. That's your job now. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and to me, that was the peak level of contribution I needed from you. <laughs> oh Anything else was gravy. Oh, my gosh. You want more? Yes, please. Yeah, I know. Well, but okay. So I guess like back to, to, to people thinking that, that they need to go. Because even... Even in that the will and the entanglement Jada thing, entanglement interview thing, how I think that one of them says that you need to go through some shit to really grow, to grow, yeah, and that's how so many people think, mm-hmm. and of course I think that if you don't know us by now, or if this is your very first episode that you're listening to, we believe that you don't have to go through the shit to to grow Mm -hmm. you can you can grow together you can not fight yeah you can have fun along the way and support each other well it's the thing that just pissed me off about it is it's such a infantile excuse to what they did if i tell you and I'll, I'll use an, a, a good old Seth analogy here. <laughs> if I tell you as a three-year-old child, do not touch the stove. It's hot. You will burn your hand. Now, if you're a smart kid, you're going to be like, okay, thanks for the warning. I know I'm not going to touch that stove. Mm-hmm. But if you're that ignorant, hard learner type of person that's like, hmm, I wonder how hot. I mean, if I just touch it for a second, is it going to be that bad? Um, if you even start contemplating touching the hot stove, that's a sign of your own intelligence. Mm-hmm. And then inevitably, inevitably, that dumbass touches the stove, cries about it, whines about it, 
talks about it. Now, that's the same. Now, at that point, you didn't listen. You knew what you weren't, you knew what was right, you knew what was wrong, you chose to do the wrong thing. And if I say, okay, kid, I told you that the stove was hot. And that child looks at me and says, well, you know, sometimes you just have to put your hand in the fire to know that it's going to be hot. <laughs> no, you don't, because I fucking told you, don't touch it. Yeah. It's hot. And you apply that same logic to someone who cheats. Oh, you're getting married? Hey, man, stay faithful. Don't cheat on your wife. If you're a smart individual with any type of fucking integrity, you're going to be like, yeah, makes sense. Why would I put my partner through that shit? Because I actually love them. I'm not going to cheat on them. Mm -hmm. Easy decision to make. And just move forward with your life and grow together. But then there's those idiots who are like, well, I could cheat a little. I mean, what is cheating? I mean, I, I could kind of do this. I mean, yeah. if I don't get caught, it's not that big a deal. We're in different area codes. Yeah, and, you know, I, I kind of need to grow. May, maybe it's okay. Uh, I'll, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to cheat. And then you get caught, and your marriage is on the brink. Your partner's all pissed off. You're going through therapy. You're having all these issues. She's making you listen to Marriage on the Rocks because you're an idiot, and she <laughs> wants Seth to tell you how stupid you are. <laughs> right. And I will. And... Then you then you actually have the nerve to say, well, you know what? I'm really glad that I actually cheated because if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have learned this about myself, and we wouldn't be able to grow. And we're in such a better place oh, now. No. I mean, that's that's the most asinine way to look at how you achieve growth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're stupid if that's what you really think. I mean, that's uh-huh. that's the same as finding a little seed and saying, okay, all I got to do is plant the seed in the dirt, water, and it's going to grow. Okay, you don't take the seed out, stomp on it, move it over here, kick it, pull it up when it starts to halfway grow, trim it, cut the petals off, pluck it, and then throw it back in there, and then it finally becomes a beautiful tree. Like, wow, if I hadn't beat the shit out of that, it wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. It would have grown better and matured quicker and reached full bloom a lot faster if you hadn't a fucking tried to destroy it in the process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where we get angry with these Couples that actually try to paint these these roller coaster awful ups and downs in their relationships as true growth and real experiences that really benefited them to the point that now they have a great relationship. Yeah, I know. Well, and it's like we we can <laughs> we are always kind of like, okay, really? Do you really have that good of a relationship? Mm-hmm. Because chances are you probably don't. Yeah. It's not as good as you're making making out to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, and I guess like I, I I look at I look at us and I look at our growth throughout our whole relationship. And I mean, starting with with you and uh, I mean you you started at your at your job. At the very, very bottom, mm-hmm. and you know, moved your way up, and then we we met. You knew you were always you're you were a couple steps into your growth, mm-hmm. and then boom, you get hit by your wife leaving you. Right, and then I am just kind of down in the dumps and mm-hmm. in my awful relationship, and and you not even knowing like how bad it really was you know, saying oh 
you, you remind me of Pam in the office, and that's exactly how it was. I was in a awful yeah with long a, engagement yeah shitty person mm-hmm. that I shouldn't have been with, and then we we met each other, and then we every little step that we took after like once we just from us meeting each other mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how much growth happened and how much growth happened in that the not only from from the point where your wife left you mm-hmm. to cuz i remember like pretty like within a month of her leaving you you applied for a new promotion and then you were going to leave the facility that I was at. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course that was upsetting and sad for me, but, <laughs> but I knew that you had to, to grow and I right. knew that you wanted to better yourself. So that, you know, showed me like where you were going in your life mm-hmm. and showed me that, Oh, well maybe, maybe I need to start step it up yeah step it up (laughs) and looking for a new job and so then i decided to to leave the the job that i had had for six years Mm -hmm. because i knew that it wasn't going anywhere it was like the relationship that i was Mm -hmm. in for the last 12 years i had applied for promotions but i never got anything and it was probably because i wasn't ready for it and then, you know, all of that happened. And then leaving that job and getting a new job and going through other promotions. Mm-hmm. But throughout our relationship, we have grown so much. Mm-hmm. And, and even just from the very beginning of it, though, it's, it's cool to look back and see how much growth we've had and to see that we didn't have to go through no dumb shit. Right. To get there. Yeah. Well, and we we experienced individual growth when it made sense before we were actually a serious couple. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's where the growth factor of even learning more knowledge, learning new skills, advancing your career, uh, making better decisions, whatever that growth looks like, when you're with the right person, it's contagious. Mm-hmm. And if you're with the right person and you're the right partner and you really truly complement one another, it takes you, the other person doesn't even have the option to sit on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell people whose partner does sit on the sideline, lo and behold, shocker, you're with the wrong partner. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're not, if they don't want to grow, it, once again, not caring if you grow and not getting in your way is not support. And I think that that's what people tend to think is support. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I never, I never mm-hmm. told her or him to not do that. Mm-hmm. I support her. Well, no, you don't. That's not support. No. And, you know, I think doing it with them, taking the extra steps you have. I mean, if, if you're going to have that partner that's, that is going to um, start going to school, they're going to start going to school. Your first question would be, what do I need to do to make your life easier? If you're going to go to school, if you're going to study this, if you're going to get this degree, if you're going to get this doctorate, this MBA, whatever it is you're trying to get, what is it you need from me that's going to make this transition or this 
journey easiest on you? Mm -hmm. Do I need to start cooking more dinners? Do I need to start doing more stuff with the kids? Do I need to start, you know, looking at different vacation stuff? Do I need to talk to my work about my schedule? That's being active and showing real support. Yeah, I know. And I think that so many couples or so many people will look at it and they'll be like, well, you chose to do this. Mm -hmm. You're the one that wanted to go back to to go back to school. So, you know, you shouldn't complain about having all of this extra housework and this and that. Or the idiot husband looks at that as the same, at the same way as someone's going to get a dog where they say, I don't want the dog. If you want the dog, get the dog, but you're cleaning up after it. You're feeding Mm -hmm. it your water. It's your decision. That's what they do with that. Say, you know what? I'll pay for you to go to school, but you're still going to have to do the stuff with the kids. You're still going to have to go a little bit. As long as you don't complain about any of that and you really want to do this, I'll support you. And that's mm-hmm. not support. That is no. not support at all. That's oh, the opposite no. of support. Yeah. And and that's where I get really pissed off with that stuff. Of, of this. And it's usually guys that want this big pat on the back that I'm, I'm very supportive. Uh, what do you mean I didn't support you? I paid for everything. That's not support. Financial support in trying to achieve a goal is not the only type of support you should be giving your partner. Mm-mm. It should be encouragement. It should be help it should be all those things that we talked about yeah i I can't keep sitting like this my knees freaking from today it's it's like oh (laughs) really i keep realizing like my legs on fire oh gosh i have to sit like this (laughs) i know but i don't know i think that that couples really need to to understand what actual support and growth means Mm -hmm. and how to how to one support your partner through their own personal growth and two grow with them Mm -hmm. and make sure that you're doing and and like we said even with with our you know situation when i left my job Mm -hmm. and it wasn't that one of us was just individually growing and leaving the other behind. So I guess it's kind of funny because we have been through, you know, something where someone could feel like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but we, it's still not a, an issue. Well, and I think it's because there's not, there's not this control or holding this thing over one of your one of our heads type mm-hmm. of behavior mm-hmm. um and that was one of the things i went through with my ex as soon i mean i was always the breadwinner um not bragging not saying i always made more money than you i never brought it up i never mentioned it it was never it was never a point of contention when i was making well, more than it her was all, it was and almost I, I, I guess like... i shouldn't say breadwinner i always made more uh-huh that's not that's right not the same thing. yeah i always uh-huh. made more. i made a little bit more than her usually Anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars more a year, I had a higher paycheck than she did, until I lost my job, mm-hmm. and that was the first thing that she put that hat on. Well, I'm the one making all the money, um, and that w- it became a power thing for her, mm-hmm. and she didn't want to relinquish that. She didn't want to relinquish the ability to hold that over my head. She got some weird kick out of being lord of the land as far as her making more money mm-hmm. where she wanted me to get a job she wanted me to work but i really think she 
she, she didn't never want wanted me. me to make more than her again. Yeah. And she tried to make it sound like, you know, I was the dictator that made more and controlled everything when she still controlled all the money even when I made more in the first place. Mm-hmm. She still spent it all, not me. And But that was the first thing she did. So I think that if your partner has that type of mentality, that's when it's an issue. I mean, we, we talked about it whenever we made that decision. We've talked about it since. I think we've even mentioned it on here before. I would gladly not work. I would have no problems at all if our roles were switched. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would probably do a lot less than you did. <laughs> You'd be like playing. I'd be like, what? Playing video games. Really? I'm going to play Mortal Kombat for a while. <laughs> or whatever. I'd yeah. probably be a pain in the butt. Um but you know, so so I think that, that that power dynamic thing can can have a play in it. And that's when you start to see that that's when you see that guy that, you know, he feels like the man and he's in control and he's got the money and his his poor little wife is is going back to school, but it's not his problem because he's paying for everything and that's enough support. Yeah. Um and, and you see that with, with all kinds of stuff. You see, that's what we talked about initially with the fitness is the why you see, you know, the wife trying to better her situation, the husband could care less yeah i know i mean i don't know i i know i'm i know a few couples that the husband specifically just kind of he just kind of seems like he's not trying Mm -hmm. and she uh, and this is i guess more so in the fitness type world Mm mm-hmm but she's doing everything and she looks hot and she looks really good and he looks like crap. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm just... Well, a lot of those don't make it after that. After that change. I mean, and it's kind of the same concept that you see when, when a... uh, you know, when the ugly duckling turns into the swan or the girl goes and gets a boob job mm-hmm. and she starts getting more attention. She starts getting hit on. She starts getting noticed more. She starts getting flirted with. Um, and it becomes a topic of conversation. I think initially the guy's like, yeah, this is cool. I'm with the hot I'm chick. I'm with the hot chick. And then it's like, well, yeah, everybody knows you're with the hot chick. That's why she's finally getting attention from other people. Uh-huh. And, I mean, that's what we actually hear guys that, know that that's going to happen like I don't want my wife losing weight yeah, she might leave me I know because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to lose weight <laughs> and, and and so that's where it becomes you know that can become an issue but we, we've seen that we've seen one partner take strides to better their situation which could better the partner as well mm-hmm. but the other partner decided to be stagnant and then the other one that's where the separation growth happens mm-hmm is I'm taking these steps to better my situation, better myself, better my income, my education, my fitness, whatever it is. You chose to stand by. I have now, we started on the same starting line in the race. I'm now way up here, and you haven't even left the start of the race yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't keep looking back to see if you're going to catch up because you've made it very clear you're not. I know. I know. I like I like it when you use that analogy. The race too. one? Yeah, because I think that it's, it is something that to really think about though mm-hmm. and not that not to say that you're racing with your partner or trying to beat your partner but well it should at least be a relay race yeah even if one of you's doing personal growth you're running that lap by yourself for a little bit mm-hmm. but you're going to hand off that baton to your partner mm-hmm. and they're going to pick it up from there exactly. or 
Maybe your partner's not the one in the race, but the one on the on the sideline, sidestepping, cheering you on the whole way. Yeah. Not off at the freaking concession stand buying a large diet coke and a big old bag of popcorn and a hot dog or you're out there busting your ass and they come down like oh i missed it how'd you do oh my gosh (laughs) that's awful (laughs) that's most shitty partners we know yes it is that's them that's funny i know and then they're like here hold up your trophy let me get a picture and they post on instagram or facebook like that's their support right i know that's Big congratulations to my wife (laughs) for what she did today. Well, it was like that. Remember on BJ and Jamie, idiot BJ, his girlfriend did all those five Ks, and he would go to the races and sit in the car and sleep or eat Krispy Kreme or do all that stuff. And he was like, "Well, I went with her. What more does she want?" Well, and I don't understand (laughs) how a girl like that could be with a loser ass dude like that. Period. But that happens all the time. Mm And I think that hopefully these type of people realize and understand, oh, shit, no, there's people better than that out there. And people that are on my same level Mm -hmm. of goodness. And that's where they start to find commonality in other people who share their ethics, who share their work ethics, who share their goals, who share their drive. And that starts to become attractive to them. I think that's what happened with me. Yeah. I mean, I I know that you weren't like super higher up in your job at the time that we met, but I think that I think that I definitely saw a fire in you. Well, and you you had met me. I had made a really fast climb and then I fell when uh-huh. the economy tanked. Yeah. So, I knew what it take, what it took to move up because I had already done that. Mm-hmm. I had I had been very successful. I had bought, you know, the the large, massive house. I had, you know, before she ruined it again, paid off the debt. You know, I'd, I'd built the home. I had bought a home. I, you know, I had I I was ahead of the power curve for my age, and then I lost it all. Mm-hmm. And so I think you you saw because I talked about what I had done before and mm-hmm. the decisions I'd made, and you 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 kind of saw me after I had to hit reset and I was on my journey again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that, just like I said earlier, I think that that is kind of contagious Mm -hmm. to other people that the, the drive, the success and things like that. And it's not, it's not fluff. You see some people that it's almost like they're really good at going through the motions. They're really good at talking about, you know, well, we're supportive of each other. We're, we're, we've got drive. And then you realize, look, you're, 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 you're on a stationary bike. You're, you know, moving your feet but you're not going anywhere so you don't have the same thing that we're talking about you're just kind of pretending that you do mm-hmm. um and those people you know don't want that bur- that bubble burst but that's where you have to be able to have real tangible checks and balances of okay here's the plan what steps did we make how are we still going in this right direction are we still moving forward or has it been six months we haven't done shit because mm-hmm. If that's the case, then you're you're in a different category. I know. And I know. get your head out of your ass. Yeah, I know. I think that it's all, it's about having those check ins though too mm-hmm. in in your relationship, in your own successes, you know, your personal successes and all that. And of course, because I, I always like to to look back at you know, a year ago, like where, where were we a year ago and where are we now? 
And just looking at those little things, even if it is that small little growth, every year that we have been together, something has... But I think you downplay it. I don't think it's as small as you're making it out to be. Yeah. Because I... I th- I am hard on people. I think they should make big strides, uh-huh. big strides. And maybe I think it's a that race. Those... Quit taking baby steps. You're in your fucking forties, people. Quit I... taking baby steps. <laughs> I think that those, but I think that those steps aren't. I, I I say little because I don't think that they're that hard. Maybe right. But to someone else, I guess it could be mm-hmm. that hard. And something I don't know. I just. Maybe I don't think it's that difficult. It's like, what what's Dr. Phil say? He says that uh, uh, something Pro- about... About the simple and complex? Yeah, I think that maybe it is... Problems are complex, solutions are simple. Yeah, and I think that the... the it, It's simple to, to get there, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, t- it does take more t- more work than what I... Than I'm saying. It, oh, okay. I, I downplay it, I guess. Yeah. But I, I think you downplay it to a point where you downplay your own achievement. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. You're probably right. Because I do do that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I, even with like my own weight loss and stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, it was easy. <laughs> right. And, and I guess it, it's something to be proud of. Well, just because it's easy doesn't mean you shouldn't be proud of it. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I, but I think to your point, people would be like, "Losing fifty pounds is not easy." I've been trying forever, and it's like, "Well, no, it's simple. You're just not doing the right that's things." That's and that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean that it's yeah, you simple. mean it's simple. It's You're like, easy. once I figured out the formula and just did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that it was easy. It was just simple to fix. Not eating what I wanted to eat was hard. Yeah. Going to the gym six days a week was hard. Yeah. Doing cardio five days a week was hard. Uh-huh. But it was very simple to identify how to do it, and I did it. And I got the weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but that's I, how it is with everything. Though. Yeah, and I think that that's where. But you're. I think you're. You're kind of. You fall in the same category that I do, where you don't bitch and complain as you're going through the process. Mm-mm. You just. There's some people that just see the process and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's what I got to do." They don't go, "Oh my god, this is gonna suck. This yeah. is gonna be so hard." Oh, well, the reward will be worth it. it. That's not even in our mind. No. It's just, oh, that's the process? Okay. I'll <laughs> yeah. do it. I don't even think it... Maybe there's a, a, a an initial, like, wince, like, like eh, okay. But, yeah. but it's fleeting. Mm-hmm. It's okay. That's what it's got to be. Um, you know, and I think that that's where... We, we, we have been very fortunate just because of... I don't know if it's just how we are or how we are with each other. Or what it is, but we are we we fall into that weird category where everything we've said we're gonna do, we just do it. Well, it's funny um, too. Like just looking back at memories on mm-hmm. on Facebook and stuff. I think I I came across uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or today, but I came across a memory on Facebook that said uh, something about living a life that you don't need a vacation from. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I, I wrote this whole little post about it too. Mm-hmm. This was four years ago. Mm. And I, I, I'm now living yeah, in that spot, a life that I don't need a vacation from. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm glad not you that, are. 
(laughs) (laughs) But it's so weird, though, that those little things, though, like looking back at that and thinking like, wow, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that. Mm-hmm. I was living a life that I would be living a life that I didn't need a vacation yeah. from four years later, mm-hmm. but it's happened. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's where, that's where people, people that want to constantly share the process are the people that don't get very far. And that's where, you know, it, it, I always think one of the, and I, I, I try not to do this as much as we probably do. You usually do it more than I do, but in the office mm-hmm. the one of one of the things i think about with this stuff a lot is uh the new year's episode where holly was supposed to end her relationship with aj yeah and she doesn't so michael goes off and he's he's really he says these really as goofy and as funny as the scenes are i completely agree with his intent and i know that that's not the point of the show mm-hmm. or that episode but when he tells when kevin is like I made. He says, "What's your resolution?" He goes to eat vegetables. He goes, "How many have you eaten? None." He goes, "What's the problem? If you say you're going to eat the vegetables, eat the vegetables. Yeah. Here, eat this vegetable." <laughs> and and he makes him do it. And that's that moment. That's that's kind of how I feel with with accomplishing what it is. If mm-hmm. if you want to make a million dollars, you've got to save money. How much money have you saved? Well, none or very little. Why not? Save, save the fucking money. Get the money out of your yeah. pocket and save, save it. Go put it in the bank. And it's the same thing with, with weight loss. I mean, we've seen so many people, and this was one of the things with, with the shit trainers at your old gym. How many times did those two idiots say, oh, I'm on, we're doing a 30-day challenge. They didn't do it for 30 days. No. We're doing a 72-day. We didn't do it for 70. Do 90 days. Didn't do it for 90. If you say you're going to fucking do it, do it. Your goal should not be to lose 10 pounds and still have that same goal a year later. Mm-hmm. When you're telling yourself every day, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm, and you haven't lost it. Quit eating and lose the weight. <laughs> and it's the same thing with all of those types Or eat of, the right things. Yeah, of, of doing those type of decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to make... Ex- I mean, one of the things I did when I got in my role was we had... When I first got into sales, I wanted to make X amount of dollars... Within four years, every day I didn't sit down and be like, "Okay, well, how am I, okay? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Oh yeah, I'm on the right path." I didn't even look at it every year and sit down and calculate it. I just knew if I work as hard as I can and do what I'm supposed to do, there's not a doubt I'm going to hit that. Yeah. And lo and fucking behold, <laughs> guess what happens? Yeah, I know it was so cool though, like seeing that play out mm-hmm. and and seeing because I remember you saying those exact words yeah. like. This is how much I want to make in and and you hit it before that the time frame that you said you were going to yeah. hit it. Mm-hmm. That was and it was like, wow. I I don't know. And like they, you know, they say that if you write it down or if you say it then you know, it'll happen or whatever. But no, yeah. it's not just that. You don't need you a have to board. do you have to do everything that it takes to make yeah. it happen and then It'll fucking happen. But that's the problem is the only thing people do is they write it down. They yeah. think that that's so important that that's the only effort they take. I'm going to write this. I'm going to write this down every day. I'm going to do this. I am this. Mm-hmm. And that's if you aren't doing the stuff to actually accomplish that, you're wasting pen and paper. Mm-hmm. 
So quit writing it down and just fucking do it. I mean, that's, I mean, that goes back to the want change, be the change that we talked about on that episode. I know. If you know what you need to do to grow, if you know what you guys need to do as a couple to grow, if you know there's decisions you need to make to grow, do it. Mm-hmm. You've identified what it is. Now suck it up and just get it done. Yeah, I know. And support each other and encourage, encourage each other along the way. Yeah, and you don't have to fight through it. You don't have to have shitty times because mm-hmm. because growth is means that you have to have you have to have the good with the bad. No. You you can have just the good yeah. and not the bad. Make good decisions if the bad pops its head, pick yourself up and move past it. Mhm. Don't dwell on it. Right. Yeah. Don't hit a speed bump and act like you're front axle your car fell off and you got to wait for the maintenance man for four weeks right i know just keep going forward mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i mean i think that of course of course we think that of, of course we think that growth needs to happen in your relationship growth needs to happen in your life in in order for you to be successful but it doesn't need to be bad. And it doesn't have to translate to growing apart. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's one of the biggest things mm-hmm. is, and that, that's why I brought up what Ben had said on Joe, is there was just kind of this, this level of you have to expect that over time you're going to grow apart. Well, no, you're not. If, mm-hmm. if, if your if values stay the together, same, yeah, if you're growing together, why the hell would you grow apart? I mean... You're not all of a sudden just going to change who you are and decide that I want to go do this and I don't want you to join me or I'm going to do something I know you're gonna, not going to support me. I mean, that's why you have to have things in common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There has to be a good baseline in your relationship of some kind of commonality and that negates the possibility of growing apart. Yeah, yeah it really does. And so, I know. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else to add though. Do you? Mm-hmm. No. Huh? No. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it was a a, a good episode. I think that it was needed. <laughs> and sometimes we have to have these little episodes where we disagree with everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what a lot of our stuff is, is yeah. saying, no, that's that's not the right way of thinking. And you, you don't have to go through the, the bad to have the good. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, um, as always, thank you all for listening. Um, be sure to join our Marriage on the Rocks uh, Speakeasy Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. <laughs>